0: All right. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Greg, for Productize my service uh, interview series. I'm excited to talk with you today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Tyler and everyone. It's such a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Yeah, no, I think you've got a really cool business and product service. So I'm excited to kind of dive in. I kind of like to start things off. I mean, we'll dive into a little bit who you are, but maybe you could start off. And um, what type of business problems are, are you paid to solve?
1: So what we're solving for is a very niche. Uh, it's a problem, uh, but it's it's a it's an goal that our clients have forever. So we, we don't solve it one time. Uh, this is something they need. These are called editorial links in the SEO game. And what these are, are very high DR domain rating. They're also not just high DR, they're from high trusted websites so we're talking readers digest business insider and the way we're doing this is we're not buying these you know you if you know seo it's like a huge red flag uh for anyone everyone's been burned by an seo before and it's because it's all money we've been burned we were just burned this month by a vendor for something we don't uh, specialize in we thought we'd branch out we got burned uh so it's uh It's a very, very niche service and we're like a tiny bit of our clients' huge link profiles usually.
0: Okay, awesome. So you guys really specialize in just helping companies build uh, the coveted backlinks very organically, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And we do this through ghostwriting. So it's something their tactics aren't usually geared towards. Uh, They're usually focused on you know, how can I pay someone to get these links? Uh, No money's changing hands with how we do it. We're ghostwriting as them. Uh, We're pitching their expertise. And then it's up to the journalists and marketers who get our pitches if they want to include our client's thoughts. So uh, like you said, organic, I know it's a cliche word, but that's really the crux of our success. We're not begging for links ever. We're just getting our expertise out there and if they like it, they like it.
0: No, I love your approach to what you guys do compared to, like you said, industry or just what normally is positioned out there is uh is is really cool. So well tell me a little bit about uh Jolly SEO. Um how'd you got started, a little bit of that. I know you're also in China. So maybe yeah. touch on uh yeah, what, what that looks like and give me a little backstory.
1: Yeah, I mean For me, like a lot of people, uh, this part of my career, uh, it wasn't even a direct uh, desire. I I, I met someone, I was traveling in Guatemala uh, and all of a sudden it was keep on the path I was on, which was agriculture, food, or or go to Beijing and live with her. So that (laughs) sent me down this path of, editing, and then writing, and then I became a ghostwriter, and, you know, sometimes we'd get these huge projects we, I couldn't possibly do by myself, and I started running small teams of contractors, and so Jolly Content was born with my partner, Morgan Taylor, and that led us into what, what was a great learning experience, ended up being two and a half years of, like, brutal slog. Uh, we you know, we were a low to mid-tier content agency. We would like beg clients for these trial pieces. Uh, We'd do our best, they'd put it on their website, they wouldn't get any sales, and then we'd never hear from them again for reasons totally out of our control. Their website wasn't optimized, they didn't promote it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And we'd rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat, shop our portfolio around, all these things. the business was alive, but the owners weren't making money. At the same time, my personal work, which I had to do to, to survive because the agency wasn't paying me, I pivoted into this ghostwritten outreach is what we call it now. Um, so I was already ghostwriting long form articles for my clients and building kind of a rep in that. and. Okay. I got the offer to do these media outreach, which I'd never done. I don't consider myself like a copywriter, a short form guy. Uh, and so I'd kind of avoided the short form stuff, especially email. I thought, I'm not an email marketer. It's just not, not what I do. Um, yeah. Turns out, content writing, ghostwriting, is, uh, isn't just an on site SEO play. Uh, we, we managed to twist this into an off site SEO play. Uh, by leveraging our clients' expertise, it just transformed our little agency. We shut down all of our on-site content. We now have a new crew of writers because it's a slightly different skill set. And we've gone from really struggling, f- struggling for two years uh, to the past year has been, uh, you know, we finally achieved that, that product market fit that you hope for. Uh, and it and it wasn't entirely by <laughs> my doing, you know. I just, uh, I just kept, kept at it, kept at it, kept at it, and then got fortunate that that we found this service model.
0: That's awesome, man. Um, were you familiar uh, just with the productized service kind of business model when you were building this? Um, I, you know, I, I'd always heard that.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't think it applied to me as a as a content writer. I thought that you know, all of this is research-based. A lot of that's ego, probably. And I thought like, this is so research-based, it's gotta be tailored to my client. Uh, I don't see how you could possibly systematize this. Uh, And, uh, you know, I just had the pleasure to connect with you separately uh, a week and a half ago. And so there's clearly so many different facets of what we're doing that can be not the writing itself, that doesn't mean that there's not a ton of other stuff in the business that can't be streamlined and organized in a way that it's repeatable. And in all reality, I do think despite coronavirus scalable.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I always like to ask kind of like, obviously you specialize in SEO. And that's kind of your core um, strength. Uh, what kind of tips for just other businesses, other products that services are building them out of the industry, like what kind of SEO um, advice um, would you have for them, what you see is working really well? Obviously, you guys do what you guys do, and that's part of it. Would you recommend that plus other strategies? I'm always curious, based on your specialty, like what kind of tips you would have for, for other business owners?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, at first, I'd just like to, to couch this with, I'm, um, Uh, we're a very niche service Uh, and so you know what what's making us successful is my expertise as a ghostwriter. uh so i wouldn't give broad seo advice and usually uh, to answer your question i definitely think anyone if they don't have the budget to work with us or people like us could do what we are doing if if they're dedicated if they're determined uh you know if they're really patient it's definitely possible i would do it and and we can talk tactics if you want uh, and that would be just fine to share what we do. Um, more broadly, I mean, there's what they call white hat, black hat, I'm somewhere more like gray. I personally, uh, I, I wouldn't get yourself wrapped up too much in, in 100% like pay for direct links. I just, I don't see how that's gonna end well for you long-term, um, but that's obviously coming from my bias. That being said, like I mentioned earlier, we're a tiny percent of our clients larger portfolio. So, uh, so, but that's what Google needs to see. They need to see that you're legitimate. They, they don't want to see hundred percent that you paid your way in. And that's, that's where we're coming from.
0: Okay, no, that's great, man. Um, uh, Jolly SEO, how long have you guys, you mentioned, or how long has the company been around essentially?
1: Yeah, we, we started in mid-2017 with this huge uh, project for Groupon. We did like 4,000 pages uh, of their website for them. And oh, then, wow,
0: so that, that's how you guys got started. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it was wow. kind of nuts. Uh, some quite the project. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, and then we lived in this pipe dream of that's going to be every project. Like, we're just going <laughs> to keep doing that. Uh, it we only got that project through an agency that I was doing a hundred blogs a month for, and I had been doing that for a year. And so my coach at the time, uh, Nathan Collier, he runs a great Facebook group that's free. uh, He warned us, you know, we paid for a month of coaching with him when we were like, Oh, we're going to be business owners. Like this is a dream. Uh, Yeah said, like, you are not going to recreate this. It, you've been working for these people for a year. Like, what makes you think you're going to cold outreach and land $50,000 projects like that? Like, it's just not going to happen. Uh, yeah. And, of course, we did not listen to them. So uh, we spent a year just chasing that. That never got a single project like that again. Uh, so uh, it was a really fun start. We, we knocked it out of the park. It was super cool. Uh, it just... Was painful to to start up there and then like sit in the yeah. trough for two years until we're slowly reemerging from that.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things you can't count on, but I'm sure social proof, experience, like having something like that in your portfolio, that probably, if anything, still helped in some ways. Oh yeah. So. That's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, we we threw that word out there anytime we could, of course, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: Um, give me a sense of, like, obviously, yeah, that's when you guys started. Um, what kind of, yeah, size-wise are you guys, like, as far as, like, monthly recurring revenue, how many customers, um, whatever you'd like to share there to give, like, the audience kind of context on where kind of you're at today.
1: Yeah, so, you know, this service really kicked off for us uh, about a year ago today, by the time you publish this, probably in the next few weeks, Um and, or, like, second quarter 2019 and by the fall we were at 10k a month revenue you know we still had costs Uh, and then the end of the year we hit 20k a month and today we're at about 30 Um, obviously like most people coronavirus sorry
0: no no that's that's great yeah no okay
1: yeah you know like most people coronavirus is going to slow us down uh we're we're super fortunate that we're in a long term play here. So while we've had two clients paused, uh, and a ton of leads say like, I'd love to, but I just can't commit right now. uh, We still got about 20 active accounts. And so uh, and we really just uh, pulled the kind of lid off, so to speak, our lead gen in the last few weeks. So we're pretty excited to see what can happen. Uh, I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself and like project specific goals because I, I don't know that now is a good time to really put that pressure on us. But uh, I think I think if we keep being this fortunate, we should be at 50 or so by end of year. I think it's realistic.
0: That's awesome, man. And, and I think it'd be cool to maybe explain a little bit of your model because um, last time we talked, what I thought was cool and what kind of separates you guys as well is it's really, you guys get paid on performance um, yeah. as well, which I think is a cool way to structure things where no one's paying you for uh, a link unless it's actually placed. So maybe touch on that a little bit because I think that obviously helps as well because you know, people can really, they're, they're paying for performance-based.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, SEO immediately are like, ah, shit, this guy's going to burn me. Like, I just, I just feel it. Um, So that's part of like our first contact with some of those type of clients is just like trying to rub some like salve in the wounds and like reassure them that not every provider's an asshole. But uh, also uh, our, our model puts us in a vulnerable spot as far as, it, especially now, we, we've, we're going to have a client or two ghost us, for sure. Uh, I, just, I just feel it. At the same time, it makes sales a, a walk in the park. So we have a minimum criteria of what we call DR50. DR is domain rating. Uh, and it has to be do follow. So we're not trying to stick anyone with crummy links. And we're not trying to slip on past them where they get their name in, but they don't get what they're actually after, which is the do follow. Backlink, not even a no fall. So if it's less than dr fifty, if it's no fall, if it's no link, it's on the house. Uh, and then, as you said, uh, we're only billing on the first of the month for the previous month's wins. So we're not saying, uh, you know, while we have a minimum commitment, which works out to like two K a month. Uh, a lot of our clients have unlimited budget with us, but that's that's kind of the minimum. That's just what we ask for in a commitment. Uh, we're not asking for a retainer where you send us 2 a month and then we promise to do our best. So if if we get two links for you this month, we'll bill you for two links. If we get four links, we'll bill you for four. And on the other side, if you say, I want five and we actually get seven, we'll just roll it over to next month. And then we know we need to slow it down a little bit. Uh, And so that is a huge, it's kind of like, it's not even... uh, safety net it's like a security blanket like it really feels good for the clients to know they're not going to be stuck with garbage they're not going to be overbilled uh, you know we're, we're just going to do what we say we do and then they'll pay after they see that for a fact
0: that's awesome very cool um i think obviously building there's probably a lot of learning curves and experiences what, what has been kind of your number one i guess biggest uh failure or struggle running this business and how did you overcome it and what do you think you learned from it so
1: i mean there's a couple to highlight if you don't mind um yeah I, yeah. i forced my partner i mean it's bad enough that i was spending 10 plus hours a week but i i would hound him uh I made us do all of our accounting on Google Sheets for like two years. And I'm talking like down to the minute transactions. Uh, And it was insane. Like it's only in January that we switched to QuickBooks, which has nothing to do with our service, but it has everything to do with it. I mean, it's just crazy that I made so much of my focus managing a spreadsheet that literally had nothing to do with our execution had nothing to do with customer service, uh, so you know while that like didn't directly impact the company, obviously that impacts the company <laughs> that's that's a huge amount of time that I was putting in on something that sh- should never have happened uh, so so that was a huge failure in my opinion, even though uh, it's not the like bomb going off story you, you would expect um, but then there's other other things. Um, you hear this a lot, but, and I, I agree with it. It's like a, it's just ego, right? You know, I, I needed to get out of the way. So we're working with, um, I mentioned him, Nathan Collier, he's going to start being our, our writer coach until we grow beyond a one person's ability to do this. Uh, we, we had my partner, Morgan and myself splitting coaching, which is good. Uh, you know, we, we needed to cover that. We weren't delivering feedback in the most positive way every, every time. Uh, and even our actionable insights were mixed messages. So the writer would, would get one thing from Morgan, one thing from me. Uh, and they'd be, you know, the results would vary month to month because they would be trying these different tactics, which I think had had a lot of value in the first six months. Uh, and, and I think like a lot of things in our company on the back end too. Like some of it needs to be experimental. Uh, And then at a certain point, it's pretty obvious what's working and what's not. So now is a time for us to step back and say, let's get a pro in here, tell them what we know. You know, we've obviously tested this person as a writer over months to make sure they understand what our service is so that their feedback is within that context uh, and really appropriate. And then really just trust like this person's way better at this uh, than we are the coaching role. You know, I'm, I'm a really damn good ghostwriter, but it doesn't mean that I'm the best coach for ghostwriters. So yeah. I, I did and still do answer questions and I did my best and still do my best. But I think that's another example of like, I I just need to step out out of the way a little bit. Um, not as bad as the spreadsheet, but that's uh Little things like that, that's part of, thanks to your advice, like things we're gonna keep working on, you know, it's just part of the founder trajectory from from my limited understanding, you know, just keep focusing on what we do well and keep finding people better at us, uh, better than us at those things, so.
0: No, that's great, great advice. And I think something that all of us struggle with, it's it's really, at the end of the day, all a lot of stuff is just tied back to just getting out of your own way, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You have more experience than I do. I don't know if you dealt with that at all. I mean, that's... Of course,
0: yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it's going to be something we deal with for a long time. I think, thankfully, we're, we're starting to get on the downhill. But maybe as we do new projects, it, it will come up again. I'm not sure. Or maybe think, we'll...
0: Yeah, yeah, just being conscious of it as well, you know, I think that's one thing because things are naturally going to just repeat themselves. And it's uh, yeah, it's how you approach it as well. And, and knowing what you know, now you can overcome those things a lot faster or just don't even let it bother you, you know? Um, yeah. So, so that's a big one. Um, I'd love to touch on, I mean, obviously you, when you first started um, this question, I usually like to ask because a lot of people starting productized services are always, you know, how do you get your, first thousand dollars in revenue or your first 10 customers, like that first starting point. And you had a good, obviously position, because you put in work at this agency, like you said, for so long, so through your network, you were able to get this Groupon account. Um, I guess after that, because you said it was obviously was harder to get people um, from after that connection, what kind of stuff did you guys do to, to get new customers on board after Groupon?
1: Uh, You know, from a writing perspective, I still think this could apply to almost any business. It's all about portfolio, demonstrating that you can do the work you say you can do, Uh, especially if you're not in a position where you can charge afterwards, uh, then I think it's even more uh, imperative that you demonstrate ahead of time how else is someone going to send their money to you uh, unless you can demonstrate you do what you do. I think a couple other things you can do is really engage in Facebook groups. So it doesn't have to be that you have a portfolio uh, to say, I've done the work. If you're commenting really insightful comments on other people's stuff, you're going to start engaging with people who need your service if you're in the right groups. You know, I'm not saying start selling in those groups. It probably is gonna break the rule of the group because you gotta recognize you're in someone else's sales funnel right there. Uh, But they want this discussion uh, and that's been really helpful to us. So we are in uh, related groups to what we do. Uh, You know, I mentioned I'm in Nathan's group, Content Marketing Lounge. I don't get too many leads from there, but I'm in SEO Signals Lab. it's a, it's the best SEO group on Facebook uh, doesn't mean that what I have to say is relevant to 90% of SEO tactics, but the few that I can comment on, I'm in there. And even, even by the way, asking questions is okay. Cause you know, you hear the old marketing adage, you need people to see your name seven times before they buy. Uh, you just need to start getting in the mix in your, in whatever it is uh, where your audience dwells. Um, those are, two things I I would vote for. You know, we played around with cold email. uh, Didn't really work for us. Um, We are now doing LinkedIn-based messaging, which I really respect. There's different opinions on is that even appropriate in general, and especially during coronavirus. But I have to tell you that if you have an optimized profile, we're not using mine. So don't check out mine. Check out my partner's, Morgan Taylor's. if you have an optimized profile and your messaging is respectful while introducing your abilities man like we're we're just generating easily double digit calls a week of not 100% qualified but fairly qualified so uh, those are three things that i would do if i was looking to to start making sales really focus on community engagement uh, LinkedIn-based messaging, and even if it's a fake, even if it's a portfolio of a, of a pretend client, you, you can say it's a pretend client. It doesn't need to be misleading. Just do your work so you can show people you can do your work.
0: No, I love that, man, and I think uh, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, just really providing value. Um, that's really how I kind of got a lot of traction, too, with my other product that I serviced. lab was very similar, and we're actually also doing LinkedIn uh, outreach. Um, so I think, yeah, there's definitely some patterns there and um, some good ways to just start conversations and, and connect with people. So um, yeah, awesome, man. Um, this question is kind of fun. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Um, let's say your business, obviously from now and literally overnight went from, like you said, you're doing about 30K a month And tomorrow you wake up and you guys are at 90 K a month. Um, What breaks in your business and, and how are you going to fix it? I guess like, how do you think about like the scale of, of your business model as a product by service?
1: So that's um, positive problems, right? Uh, That's, that'd be be cool. Um, And you know, we, we connected at a time where we're definitely not hitting 90 K anytime soon, but we're, we're growing beyond our original systems. And so if we hit 90K, we'd see quite a few bursts. Uh, right now, all of our client onboarding, while it's templated, it's manual. So I'm clicking buttons. I'm clicking probably like 30 to 40 buttons. Uh, and I'm filling in a few fields here, a few fields there. Um, so client onboarding is gonna be a mess. Uh, and just the potential for human error alone, besides the amount of time, because, uh, you know, we could, we could find a VA to take some of that off our hands really quickly, but it's just, it just going to get messy fast. Uh, and then on the writer side, which this is not applicable to every business, but I'm sure you have some people executing somewhere if you're a productized service. Uh, we, you know, we have these coaches coming into play in our business uh, to take some of that pressure off of me at, at this point it's going to, we're going to be nowhere near adequate, um, let alone the riders executing. We'd need to source a ton more riders as well. So I think you know, some of the things I'm doing is trying to streamline our rider onboarding. I honestly have no clue how we would fix the coaching side, because I genuinely feel we're such a niche service. And again, this might be ego. Uh, I feel like we're such a niche service that our coach has to come from within our writer crew. I don't feel we can bring someone else in because the tactics are so specific to what we do. Yeah. And it takes months to really evaluate is this person like got it? You know, how's their conversion rate? But also, they can't just be the best writer because, again, I'm a good writer. They need to be a really good coach. Like, they need to be a good person. <laughs> they need to be compassionate. They, uh, they need to be a good communicator. I think that would that would hurt us. So we're trying to proactively like we're fast tracking a new coach uh, that happens to be the editor of our current coach. So hopefully she knocks the writing out of the park on the baby account she's getting. And then we fast track her into coaching 10 other writers uh, because but but that that would be a huge uh, issue for us to address. I mean, it basically just means Greg needs to work some overtime and (laughs) <laughs> like give me the pro riders so that they're like light coaching anyway at this point um so like a little yeah. reshuffle.
0: yeah i think it's a kind of a cool thought exercise because i mean good problems to have but yeah i think it's your problems kind of scale and if you can plan ahead or try to build processes um i always try to i like that exercise not only to think of what could break but then also like if your business tripled like is that even the type of business you want? You know, if you ask for that, like maybe you do want to keep it small, but you don't even want to get that big. So I remember one of my mentors asked me that um, and that was kind of mind blowing. It was like, you need all the current way you're doing things, you're going to need X, X, and X. Do you even want to manage that type of business? And actually the answer for us was no. So it let us like restructure things before we, actually arrived at at that uh destination that we didn't really want to be at
1: so i have to ask selfishly so your your then solution was slow down sales uh set like a higher price point or like multiple fact. like how did you manage to get that from growing out of control to to keep it a business you enjoyed managing
0: yeah well it was actually just restructuring how we did things and I think the current operations scaled at that level was going to mean we needed like, I mean crazy because it was for our, our content writing business as well actually, but project managers, different, like a ton more writers, editors, just the way we had it set up at that moment. So it was like, okay, like, what could we do? So if we did scale there, it wasn't this like headache of managing this huge team with all these moving parts. So it really kind of let us on a just a different path to you know scale and we ended up hitting that scale but with like literally like 10 percent of the team that we were projected through that exercise wow. actually so it was just systems and training and bringing in the right people so it was like one of those things but i think the exercise is is kind of fun so i, I um so it's a good one to kind of run through
1: yeah, I think that will be a really interesting exercise to do in the coming months because uh, I have a tendency to build things around adding people and, you know, our, our, we definitely have budget inflation going on uh, and some of that is necessary and some of it is not.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's tough. I think product type service in general, you're scaling people and technology, but it's, uh, You know, I think there's also a lot of ways when you kind of look at it, your model and um, to do things a lot more efficiently um, as well. So, but no, man, that's that's really great. Um, I have another question. We'll kind of lean towards more wrapping up. I know there's so much stuff we could talk about, but um, I'm trying to keep these a little more bite-sized, you know. Um, Sure, sure. sure sure this has been great. one question I have, which is, which is kind of cool is like, if you could only grow your business from referrals, you to know, turn off LinkedIn, everything, it only was referrals, um, what would be your approach and what are your ideas around that or just referral strategies? I, um, I always like to get different insights on, on that kind of angle.
1: So I, I have just lately been really thinking about, it's time to try to turn that on, so to speak. Uh, we you know we get the occasional referral. I have to admit we're not really strong on referrals, never have been uh, and i'm I hope that doesn't speak to the quality of our service uh you know we we get people that vouch for us if someone says I'd like to check in with a client uh, but that's different, right so uh, I think I have a few ideas and I don't even know if they're competing or they're like complementary I think. One will be just the traditional, like, hey, if we close the deal, like I'll give you five placements or something on the house because um, that, that would be worth it to us. The monthly recurring would be worth the one month scratch uh, of that one client. Uh, I think another angle would be, you, you think so?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, and another, I'm thinking on the spot would be, we might, uh, for people we know are connected, might really focus uh, on only the cream of the crop for them that month, even though we would kind of eat it on costs because we compensate our riders uh, based on like the quality of win as well. So uh, maybe we would eat it, but if we, for a couple months in a row, like gave them just the most amazing results, um, we, we see this, not necessarily in referrals, but when a new client signs on with us and the first month is just like outstanding, they 2x their order, uh, they obviously stick around a lot, lot, lot longer. Uh, so uh, they, they give us new accounts that they have other web properties that we didn't know about. They're just like, all right, it's time, let's throw this in. So I think that could be another way. Um, so... We're, we're working on our compensation structure so our writers really do focus on the highest quality long-term so we can really over-deliver anyway. But I think that could be interesting is like, who's in the best position to give us re- the most valuable referrals? Like let's really focus on over-delivering for them for the next two months with a reminder that like once we hit that certain goal, we're gonna come in with the direct ask. Uh, that, that might be a strategy to do. It's a little manipulative but um, that's what I'm thinking of off the cuff. Uh, scares me to think of turning off LinkedIn since we just turned it on but uh, I, I, th- I think we need to, right? Like it's a whole nother channel we're not tapping into right now, more or less. Even if we're
0: David, a, then, yeah, going, I think it's, I've been fascinated by just referral strategies and um, studying a lot of like, I don't know if you're familiar with like Jay Abraham. Abraham.
1: i'm familiar with his name but i that sounds like i need to study what what he advocates then because we're we're not doing it
0: yeah he's really big on referrals he's got a ton of great content around that but just um i think it's it's a fun place to explore because like you mentioned you've got 20 customers like if each of those customers could just refer you two or three people within their network i mean that yeah i mean blows your business up pretty quick you know so it's it's uh he he has a good book i think it's called the getting everything you can out of everything you've got okay um, and uh it's essentially has a lot of different ideas like this but anyways that, that would be a cool one to check out um but i appreciate that man now, that's a great idea i mean you, i think what you mentioned is also very valid i think exchanging some of your value with links you're already doing such a great job for your current customers i'm sure they're more than happy and, what I've found in most cases to just intro you already to you know with maybe out even without being incentivized you know yeah
1: yeah yeah no that's that's true uh and you know we connected one time and I was happy to uh take you up on that request with zero incentives so I think that there's something to be said for making the ask uh I I just read a great thing last night about ask culture versus guest culture Uh, and so you know like if if you just if you don't ask (laughs) it's it's much less likely to come maybe not never going to come but it's much less likely so yeah I, I think that's something we need to get better about we've been very sheepish about doing things like that
0: yeah well I think Jay's kind of argument is like having the like knowing the value you bring to them like so it's not a selfish ask at all it's um, it's kind of knowing that value they're they're enjoying it they're loving it it's great win-win like they're just they're, they'd be happy to introduce you you know
1: so I it's think probably it's, a perfect fit i mean I, I don't know about everybody who's listening our, our clients are sticking around 6 12 18 plus months at this point uh and i just like they're obviously like you said they're obviously satisfied it's it's really just being too too shy, I think. Like we just need to ask. I don't know why we haven't. Uh, so maybe this this is good for me. Maybe I'll move that up on the. <laughs> it's it's sitting there on the to do list, but I put it months away. That's how uncomfortable I am with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that could be the fun one to tackle, man. I think growth wise could be could be interesting. Um, well, Greg, man, dude, I appreciate it. This was amazing. Um, where can people kind of follow? what you're up to and and what you're building. Maybe give a little context on best place to check out what you're up to.
1: Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. It's such a pleasure. Uh, We can connect on LinkedIn. You know, I'm Greg Heilers, H-E-I-L-E-R-S. Morgan Taylor, if you want to check out like Mr. Jolly is my partner over there. Uh, But I still share a lot about what we do at Jolly. So. That's really the the place we're most active on right now, LinkedIn. We're just trying to share what we know, and it'd be fun to actually engage in some conversations with people curious about the topic, whether it's the business or the tactics.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Greg. Let's definitely stay in touch, and uh, we'll talk soon.
1: Uh, Thank you. Have a great day.